Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Welcome to Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. I am Natalie, also known as Natfluential on Twitter and elsewhere. And I'm joined with my wonderful co-host, Justin Grant, the package JG. And I'm happy. That's why I'm talking like this is vibes because the Warriors dominated the Clippers for the most part from beginning to end. Is that what you saw, Justin? Domination? Yeah, pretty much. It definitely looked like they were missing their two best players, and that's what it's supposed to look like. So, exactly. I won the close game. If tonight would have been a dog fight, I would have been tight because you know I was tight about Houston being that close. Right, right. So yeah, they they took care of business. Easy, easy dubs. Good vibes in the in the chat, you know. And good like vibes said, the chat, on the court, on the pod. <laughs> this is the way y'all can't see me because I'm dancing. It's a good thing we don't do this show on video anymore. Um, yeah, because I'm happy. I'm like super excited, seriously. Um, all right. So what? Like, I mean, so I, I okay. Where do we start? Like for me, I think it's the noticeable change with putting Dre and Wigs together with that second unit, like. I just feel mm-hmm. like that's a big difference maker. So you probably agree, but tell me why that works. And also, is it sustainable over the course of the season? Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's as sustainable as Jay's health is. You know, like if he tweaks something or just has to sit out, then it can obviously be disastrous for the starting lineup and that unit itself. But it works because Draymond is essentially the connective passer and the you know the offensive hub that they need in that second unit to kind of settle everybody down right obviously jordan is like a firecracker right he's going to make a thousand moves and take some quick shots and sometimes he's going to dribble 50 times in a possession he needs somebody to kind of settle him down and set him up dante is another guy who for the most part might make good decisions but he has his moments where he might just kind of go off the rails a little bit and try to make a play that is a little risky. Um, And then the other bigs usually that are out there or or wings that are out there are guys that just kind of play off of them and then they might touch the ball and just shoot it real quick, right? So Draymond just kind of gets everybody set up. He, you know, holds the ball at the top of the key. Everybody passes and cuts and stuff like that off of them. And he's also an amazing screener himself. So it just makes it way easier for Jordan and, and Dante and Wiggs to kind of get the shots they need to get. Um, and then defensively, obviously, he just – he quarterbacks everything. He's going to get the rebound, push in transition. He's going to tell everybody where they need to be. I think they ran a lot of zone in that second unit as well, so it makes it much easier for him to just navigate things from the back line. And, you know, once they get out in transition and get some stops, they got a lot of steals off of it, it makes the offense that much easier. So 
uh, definitely really, really good addition to that second unit. So Lamb got the primary bulk of the minutes with that unit. Um, what does that mean for Joku? I mean, I, I, Lamb was solid tonight, you know, um, he had been looking a little shaky in the last few games. Um, I don't know if that's because two of those were on the road, right? I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit on the last episode that like role players play better at home. So I don't know if that's what it was, but you know, he looks solid tonight. So even though some would say I slandered him tonight, I really didn't. I just asked what he did to get like a permanent spot in the rotation, you know, because I get the things that he does well, totally get it. But also like he makes mistakes. Sometimes he's right out there and that gets other guys benched, you know, and I feel like it doesn't get, I mean, shoot, like JP got yanked tonight like after blowing a layup, you know? And so I just, I don't know. Like, I mean, Joku was out there tonight, but, and Moody still is not seeing the court. So, I mean, I'm just, is Lamb a permanent fixture? Like, I just, I don't understand. And like, I guess I can't really say shit because he played well tonight, but I would like Joku to be getting more minutes. And I know Moody, I mean, it's going to be tough with Dante, but I just, I don't, I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I think Lamb, I mean, Lamb and Moody not necessarily aren't, aren't necessarily competing for minutes just right. because, you know, obviously they don't play the same position. Lamb's a little bit stronger, bigger. Um, and I think he's playing next to Draymond primarily because, you know, he, he does uh, all the connective things that they needed him to, that they need him to do. And he stretches the floor out a little bit more than Joku does. Like, even if he doesn't, like, even if he isn't a legit shooter, he's more of a shooter than Joku is. And he gets respected right. a little bit more than Joku does. And then the little subtle things that he does, like, Steph's running to his corner. He dribbles forward a little bit and allows Steph that corner shot that he loves to get that relocation three. Stuff that Joku doesn't really do as often. Tonight. Did you see when it happened? It was, it was delayed. delayed. But it happened. I was like, all right, I got to give this nigga credit because <laughs> reluctantly because right. I was having flashback to, to Kelly Uber. <laughs> right. And guys who just don't do it, right? So I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just, he does the warrior you. things. No, you're good. He does the warrior <laughs> things that Steve Kerr loves. Um and like you said, he had a good game today. So Position-wise, it, it makes sense for now. I do think if they end up making a trade for somebody, another four-home player, then he will probably be out of the rotation at that point. Um, and I think Joku is essentially in a in a spot right now where his his starting minutes or like the minutes that are going to start his rotation is going to be next to Steph and Clay and all these shooters that he can just get easy back cuts off of and just kind of be that energy defender that they want him to be. And then that's I think he has an opportunity to get more minutes for sure. Whereas Moody's kind of stuck, just playing behind a, a, a really deep backcourt and wing court, right? He's playing essentially behind two all stars and Clay and Wiggins. Clay is playing at an all star level again now, and then you got Jordan and and Steph and Dante. Is just not a lot of minutes to be had uh, outside of the four and five position. So it's kind of tough for Moody. He's he's a little bit too small right now to play the four. Um, so yes. Yeah, it's unfortunate because he is a good player, but hopefully he doesn't get too down on himself. And when it's his time 
probably later on this season or maybe even next season, he'll be ready for sure. I mean, at this point, unless something happens to Dante, and I'm not wishing that, it looks like it's going to be next season because Dante – well, Dante has – does he have a player option or is it a team option? It's a player option, I think, right? I'm pretty sure it's a player option, and I'm pretty sure he's going to decline it because if things go the way they're supposed to go, he should be getting a bigger contract than what that player option is, you know, offering him. Yeah, I mean, Joku looks good in his early minutes tonight. Um yeah. And definitely, like, you know, Steph can set him up the same way like Dre could. So, I mean, you're right. It's fine. I think I just want to see more Joku. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. think, I think we end up – I think we will. Uh, they're just keeping his leash a little bit shorter or just, you know, I don't really like using the term leash because like, obviously we're not – we're not yeah. dogs or like human beings, yeah. but <laughs> they you know what I mean though. Um, I think they're just setting the foundation for him early and say, all right, you can build upon this, but we're not going to give you too much just yet. Uh, and I think that's kind of how they should play it, especially with the young guys, because the talent level is there, but the discipline, maturity, consistency isn't always there as it is with the young guys. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just I think they should slow play it like how they're doing it right now. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, So there were some other things. The defense looks better. The defense looks much better. Um, And welcome back, Clay. What a welcome sight to see Clay back, you know? I mean, he looked really good. I mean, he was a little more quiet in the second half, but he just 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 looks like clay that's the best way i can describe it i mean he's not pressing he's cutting to the rim again he's not just settling for threes when he is taking the three like his feet are set like it's a shot he should be taking um he just looks good out there so we got clay back next we got to get jordan back we'll get to him in a second but um Mm -hmm. he's the final piece he is but i mean to the core six, essentially, he's not the final piece to everything, but all the yeah, other six. I guess I'm just wondering, do you still think they need to get another guy? Like, if it because, like you said, it's dependent on Dre's health, and I think for you, I could be wrong, so tell me. But like, part of it is like you don't like you don't want to have to like just rely on Dre. I mean, we know we need Dre, so it's like if something happens to Dre, regardless, like they're, they're not winning it. Like they need Dre, but you would like to have someone else to spare Dre some. Is that yeah. correct? And yes. And you, you just need that player in the playoffs as well. You can't, you can't rely on Lamb and JMG. Well, I don't even know they would have to sign Lamb, uh, but you can't rely on Lamb and JMG in the playoffs like you did an auto Porter, right? Let's just say anything can happen. Dre fouls out of a game. He gets ejected. He gets, he gets injured. Looney, same thing. I don't want in the playoff rotation, to be honest. Like, he still has exactly. a that says he should even be in the rotation. Exactly. Dante so, at this point. who should be in the rotation that I can see. Exactly. Out of the top six. Right. So, right now, you need you need that eighth guy. Um, and it has to be a front court player, obviously, because you already have the starting three perimeter players plus – Jordan plus Dante, who are all perimeter players. So you need another front court guy like Otto last year that can step in, defend, rebound, hit a shot, still do the warrior like things that they want. 
Um, that way you don't have to force Draymond and Looney to play 35, 40 plus minutes every game in the playoffs. And for those 10 minutes that they're sitting, the, the Warriors are getting killed. Or you might have to play Wiggins at the four and make him even more tired throughout the game. You know, it's just you need a complete team to win a championship. You need at least eight guys in your playoff rotation that you can rely on. And you need at least three front court players that you can rely on in the playoffs. Like, that's just really more than three. But you need at least three. And Kerr really likes to go nine to ten deep in the playoffs. He doesn't. So, like, maybe gets really late and then he just goes nine. But eight would even be a short rotation for a Steve Kerr team. Um, So let's talk about that because there were some rumors um, today, you know, about the Warriors potentially having interest in Miles Turner and Portal. Oh, is that how I say it? Purtle. Purtle, there you go. Yeah, it's pronounced nothing like it's spelled. But. Yeah, I mean, I know those are two guys I've been seeing the fan base um, and people talk about a lot. I'm trying to see who. So Eric, Eric Pincus? Yeah, He's never heard from, of him. Never heard of him either. Shout out to him, though. But he's some salary cap strategist. So I don't know how reliable this is, but apparently he was the one who was reporting it. So I don't know, but whether it's real or not, I'm not sure. But Pirtle, I feel like we've maybe talked about Pirtle on here. I'm not sure. But Pirtle is someone who you would be interested in, right? I sort of know how you feel about Miles Turner because his name used to come up last year. I don't know how I feel about Miles Turner, though. We'll go to him in a second, but let's talk about Pirtle. Why would he be good for this team? Well, essentially, he does everything that Andrew Bogut did well for us, except he's younger and just a little bit. He doesn't have the injuries that Andrew Bogut had in his body at that point. You know what I mean? So he'll probably be like a little a plus version of Bogut. Um, rebounds well. Because there was a time that like in a certain series where Bogut got benched or like, you know, like can he – Yeah, I mean, the thing is I think Bogut – like, I think we kind of, we miss it, not misinterpreted, but like we look at it differently, like with Bogut, because he got benched essentially because their best lineups were the death lineup, right? I don't think it was like Bogut can't play. It was just like we're so much better than this team when we just play our five best players that there's really no need to play Bogut a ton of minutes. But they definitely, Bogut was definitely like a positive impact player in the playoffs for us just because his rep protection and stuff like that. And we obviously saw that in the 2016 finals when he went oh, down. Of course. And, and Kyrie and LeBron, it was just a layup line at the rim. Underrated so, aspect of what really hurt them in the finals that, like, for sure. overlooked. For sure. And, and Pirtle provides a lot of what Bogut provided. He's one of the best rim protectors in the league. He has been for, for the last few years. He's a great screen setter. He's also a guy that can pass out of the um, high post and, you know, kind of do a lot of like what Sabonis does. He plays in the Spurs system, which, which is very similar to the Warriors as far as ball movement and player movement. So he, he's kind of one of those players that just fits perfectly in the Warriors system. It's just, and then you have a guy like that coming off your bench. He just solidifies your defense even more. So, yeah, I'm all for I'm all for Pirtle, for sure. That's what I was going to ask about, though. Why would the Spurs trade him to us? You know, like, what do we have? Because they don't usually like to trade. To, I mean, granted, they're they're in rebuilding and tanking mode, but, like, they usually don't like to trade to, like, people in the same conference with them, you know? Um, 
Granted, I know we've had a different kind of relationship, I think, with Kerr and the Warriors than like him just like not wanting to trade to the Lakers because of history or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. wanting to fight Kawhi Leonard. But I, you know, do you think that's something they would do, a trade they would make? I'm not sure. You make a good point with that. But at the same time, you, you also, you know, you just said his relationship with Steve, maybe that, you know, holds some weight to him. And he's just like, ah, we're just throwing a bone. Um, and depending on what the Warriors give him back, if it's, you know, a Wiseman package or something like that, or maybe Moody's included or something, they're, they're going to be good. They're going to be getting back a player that they can uh, work with and develop. I would, I would hate for it to be Moody. going to Spurs. Like, <laughs> I just know he's going to be so great if he goes there, and then it's just going to be yeah. like, ah. I would, I would hate for Moody to go literally anywhere. I wanted to stay with the Warriors, but. You know, in the event that that happens, or maybe they throw in some future pitch or something like that, that can also be, you know, pretty attractive to the Spurs. So, yeah, I mean, I guess they could just they can just throw some young guys at them and some picks at them and see what happens. All right, this is a good discussion, and I still want to talk about Miles um, Turner. So let's let's get back to it in the next segment. Ugh, next segment. Thanks for tuning in, guys. You're listening to Golden Spaces with Nat and Justin. We'll be right back. y'all we're back it's still vibes over here justin and i cannot stop chuckling and enjoying this win that the warriors just had versus the clippers you're tuned into golden spaces and odyssey original podcast all right so justin we left off with like we still think the warriors need another guy miles turner is the other name mentioned I don't know. For some reason, I feel like I prefer Pirtle over him, even though I'm not really that familiar, honestly. With the, I mean, I, I've seen him, but I, I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar enough with him to be like I just want him. But based on what skills you tell me he brings, based on him being in the Spurs system, I just think I prefer him because Miles Turner, his little injury stuff can. can concerns me but also he's had and I get it like maybe he's just really unhappy where he is but we've had all these instances of him speaking out and he wants to play more and he just wants a bigger role and you know Mm -hmm. like his attitude I just I don't I don't just I don't want anyone coming to this team with drama you know so I'm hesitant and also like is he going to be someone who they can put onto the bench because I feel like he's just going to want more than that, ultimately. Yeah. Um, yeah, for all those reasons, I would definitely prefer Perto as well. Um, Miles has been balling this season. This is probably his best season to date. Um, he's shooting ridiculous numbers. Um, the paces are actually playing pretty well. Uh, but for that reason as well, you trade for him and then you say, okay, you're having a career year, now go to the Warriors bench and just play defense essentially it, it, it might not it might not go well you know so he's definitely I mean Jay Crowder was another name that was put into that kind of rumor mill right there he's definitely he's another guy that comes with a little bit of drama but Turner he, <laughs> he does. really does he does uh, he's a bit much. 
Seems high maintenance. Yeah. Who, Jay Crowder or Miles Turner? Or both? Um, Jay Crowder, and I don't understand why he is, but he seems high maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he kind of perfectly fits what they need from a skill set standpoint. Uh, more so than Perto, I think, in my in my opinion. But Perto would be a nice consolation for sure. But they're both ahead of Miles Turner, in my opinion, at this point. Who we should bring in? Miles um, has an incredible skill set, but I do think all the other things that we mentioned before would be kind of like turning me off of him. Um, Definitely don't see the Suns trading us, um, Jay Crowder. Right. It would it would have to be I think three team trade where they get something significant back for him. And they're like, all right, y'all can take Jay Carter because we got this back type of thing. Uh, I don't want, I don't see them wanting to give the Warriors any advantages. Like, let me tell you something. Chris Paul ain't there right now. And Devin Booker can talk all of his, his stuff, but they know, they know who the Warriors are. Like they don't care what the Warriors record is. Like they know right. who we are. They know who the Warriors are. So I don't know. But yes, I Jay Crowder would probably fit lovely on this team. And at the same time, look, I can get over it. He just annoys me. He's a very annoying player. Boss and having man, him on the team is a bit much. You said him who? I said having him and Dre on the team is a bit much. I mean, like, just <laughs> it's a lot, you know? Yeah. You already have, like, they- one player who's unlikable to many. And, like, you know, it takes a lot of energy to, like, support Dre and like defend him and you know which we do so now like to have to add Jay Crowder to that I mean he wouldn't be obviously the same level as Dre but they might they might I mean they might feed off of each other and just be kind of like that you know that kind of like rugged like to other teams you know what I mean kind of like Rick Mahorn and Bill Lambert type just the way they the vibe they give just like all right we did we're the Warriors goons. Like everybody else, they do their thing, but we really like. Why does he always seem to like wear out his welcome somewhere or have like bad feelings? Like the Heat, the Celtics. Now, like with the like, what is that about? Yeah, yeah I don't know, but with the Warriors, he'd be here for the rest of the season, and then <laughs> <laughs> he'd be out of there after the, after they get a chip. So, <laughs> so I don't think he'd be here long enough. Pick up your ring and be grateful. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yep. It'll just be like, all right, bro, you want a big contract somewhere else or a good contract somewhere else? You can't get it here, buddy. But thanks for the thanks for the chip. Like he he wouldn't be here long enough to overstay his welcome. I think. Uh, yeah. So Justin, I'm just here observing, and it looks like our our hair color matches. Like, look at that. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Yes, look, you, y'all can't see. Well, you'll see it when we post the little video promo on Twitter. But wow, this is pretty cool. Um, okay, yeah, you know. And I, I met. This is gonna sound like I'm like interested in this man. I wasn't, but I met this man today because like he was like fixing something in my parents' home with the cable. And um, you know, my mom is like very generous, so she's like, "I have sweet potato pie, but it's in the oven, and like it wasn't gonna be ready like before he left." So we we're like, "You can come back later." So he definitely was like, "Okay, I'm gonna come back later and get the pie." So I gave him my number, and he's like, "This is your real number," and I'm like, "It's one of my numbers." <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, but he said he called, he came back. And so I found out his name is like Nate. And I was like, oh, and I'm Nat. Nat and Nate, look at that. And he was like, he's giving me the eyes. I was like, okay, you know what? Let me. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> and then came back for the pie. I sort of feel like he didn't just come back for the pie, but that's okay. He got the pie. And the pie was great, by the way. <laughs> yeah, My mom That's where I get it from. Well, but see, that's why really I gave him like that. a number. I mean, he was nice. He was a nice fellow, but you know, that's why I gave him a certain number. But um, anyway, back to back to basketball. <laughs> Forgetting you guys with a few of my my shenanigans. Um <laughs> Oh, no, seriously, back to basketball. So, um, pool. I want to talk about pool a little bit because, like, we talked about, like, not being happy in the starting role. Um, Jordan was also sort of off tonight. And I saw a tweet where he said, like, the process looks right. But, you know, like eventually sort of he'll get back into rhythm. And do you think that's just what it is? Because I still felt like at times I saw some body language from him. And, you know, I'm like, it should be better for you now out there because you have. And you could actually visibly see Dre trying to, like, set him up to get him going. Yeah, they all were. yeah. And so this can't be a thing where, like, people aren't looking for you and you don't have the right guys out there. So it wasn't a great night for you. That's fine. Like, I'm not mad at him. But I'm just worried, like, because I've kind of, kind of, like, dismissed the idea that he's just, like, upset that he's, like, coming off the bench. I'm like, where would that come from? Like, there's no way Jordan – I mean, look, he was going to sign the contract because it's a contract, but, like, there's no way he thought that he was going to be starting on this squad, right? Like, that just seems – silly to me so what like the idea that he's like mad about not starting still seems far-fetched to me but like what what do you think could be going on with him yeah I think that's far-fetched as well um I think it's similar to what was going on with Clay earlier where he wants to play a certain way he wants to have a certain impact and he's not doing that right now and it's kind of like it's bumming him out a little bit um as you can see, he was he was shooting the same shots that he usually takes. He was just missing some of them. A lot of them were open. He missed a few layups. So it's kind of like, dang, like, all right, I'm not really playing well. Um, and I was saying this earlier, like, Draymond into that second unit is set, like you say, setting him up a lot better. He's getting a lot better shots. His process looks a lot better. And he's missing some easy ones. But, you know, over time, you expect those to go in. You know, like, I think he'll be fine. His rhythm is just getting back, and he's at up to this point, you know, other than Wiseman, the 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 blunt of the blame for the second unit struggles has been on him, right? So he's like, all right, we've made the changes that we need to make in the second unit. Like Dre's out here, we're playing better, but I'm not playing better, or I'm not shooting better, you know. So it looks like he's just like he wants to play better, and he's not right now. So it's, it's bumming him out a little bit. But once he sees a few shots go in, um, I think. You know, he'll be fine. He'll be back to the same, like, dancing around, smiling ways and stuff like that. Same way we see Clay now. Um, that's why I say he's a, he, he's got to join the party. Everybody else is there. You know, Loom, Steph, Wiggins, and Dre have been there from the start. Clay's getting there. And, you know, it's time for JP to join the party as well. Yeah. I can't wait for that because then they'll really be humming. Um, and, like, Dre right now, at least I haven't seen, but I could be wrong. Um, 
it doesn't seem that he's like really in DPOY conversations, but, or maybe he is again, I'm really not sure, but I feel like he's definitely showing his value and earning that contract for the Warriors, right? Like, I mean, I mean, you just see the huge impact and difference he makes like going into that second unit and, I mean, he was already making an impact with the first unit, but I mean, you just see the drastic change and like that alone is like, pay me. Y'all need to pay me. (laughs) Right. And we, and we spoke about this before. I mean, once the whole incident happened, we all knew like, all right, essentially, even before that happened, we we were like, all right, Dre, you want this certain contract? Like Jordan and Wiggins just got paid. So you're, you're probably going to be pinched a little bit for the money. But you got to show the the value that you that you bring to the team this year as much as any year because it's a contract year for you essentially. We're not giving you that extension. Um, you know you're you have a player option so you can opt in or opt out. But at the end of the day, you you got to show what you can bring to the table even if it doesn't show up on the stat sheet. He's been doing that um, so far. You know I don't think he's getting DPOY buzz just because the Warriors defense as a team is so low. Um, you know, even if his even in his minutes, their top tier defense in the league overall, their defense is so low. So voters are not going to want to really look at him for a defensive player of the year. Uh, but if they can climb up the standings, which I think they can, or climb up the, the the rating, they can definitely you know get him some buzz, get an all defensive team for sure. Next game won't be easy. It's the Utah Jazz. Yeah, did they just no, that was the Hawks who snapped the Kings winning streak. But um Utah Jazz, like they were playing really well, then they kind of like fell back down to earth and then like their backs like, you know, winning. But I mean they're they're just not gonna be an easy team to like mm-hmm. to be, even though but it is a home game. So do the Warriors get back to five hundred? For sure. I think they do. Um I mean, the Jazz have a lot of scores. They have a lot of players that can, you know, do multiple things with the ball. It's just kind of like they're like a wasteland for a bunch of just decent players that were involved in trades to get Rudy Gobert and, you know, Donovan Mitchell out of Utah. So they're not a team to be taken lightly. Obviously, they're second or third in the West right now. But I do think the Warriors can just kind of shut their water off. They don't have any, like, like guys that can – really, really hurt the Warriors. I mean, Lloyd Markinen is a good player, but our best defender is going to be guarding him. So overall, if they come with the same intensity that they came with for the majority of the Clippers game, they should be able to, you know, do away with the, the Jazz pretty easily, uh, especially if the offense is humming like it was today, too. I got to say, Justin, um, we made some predictions because we did a preview for this season. We did that on all that pod and then we, we previewed the season and then we didn't record anything for, <laughs> for like a month and a half. So people may not remember, but I got to tell you right now, our predictions for the standings in the West are not looking good. <laughs> now good. we got to see how they finish. So I'm not going to like just throw us under right now and, and, judge us harshly or have the people judge us but just this so far this is just not going the way I I think anyone saw I don't think just us but it's been kind of remarkable the way the standings have kind of panned out in the west so far 
yeah, injuries and just a bunch of weird stuff has been going on. I do think it'll ultimately finish how we predicted it to finish. Um, not necessarily the seed, the seeding, but I do think the playoff teams that we picked will end up being the playoff teams at the end. Um, so, you know, the, I mean, the Jazz have lost five out of their last seven games. So they're, they're kind of coming back down to earth. Uh, and they beat the Suns without pretty much all their players. Um, and they barely beat the Trailblazers. So, yeah, it might be it might be the start of a skid for the Jazz where they probably, at the end of, by, by all-star break, they're probably out of the playoff picture or something like that. But we'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, let, let's right cut here. Oh, yes. No, you were super right about the Lakers. I'm like, you yeah, didn't think playing spot. And you were like, ah. And then I was like, happy and excited. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Even right. they've been playing better. They've been playing better, but they're kind of weak. I don't care about that. Like, they're not going nowhere. And their pick might go somewhere else. So. <laughs> All right. Let's take Let's take Let's take a break and, and come back and, and, and wrap up. But you're tuned into Golden Spaces. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Stick with us. We'll be back. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um... I'm doing too many shenanigans over here. So we're going to get it together. It's Nat and Justin. You tuned into Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. And we're just having a lot of fun over here. So let's, 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 let's finish up strong, just like our Warriors did tonight, Justin. Um, so Andrew Wiggins, my Andrew Wiggins, my one of my faves, Andrew Wiggins. I call him my baby. Sometimes people don't like that, but that's no disrespect to his wifey. I don't mean it in that way. I just love him, you know, like the way someone loves like their puppy or a little kid or something. You know, I just like he's my baby. And um he has just been playing so so well. 50% from the field. He's at 40% from three, right? Is that like 43% <laughs> something crazy? Over 40 from three. What is this true shooting? I didn't even look up like the, the more extended stats. Um, It's not updated from tonight, but let me check on what it is Okay. right now. Why I'm pretty sure it's going up tonight because he hit another six threes tonight. But um, right now it's at 60, so it's probably going to be like 62 with the updates or 61. I mean, just an incredible season so far, a consistent season, a consistent season, and um, he deserves to be an all-star. So I've I've officially begun the Andrew Wiggins for all-star campaign. Um, I started it tonight. It needs to happen. Um, it's going to be tough, you know, because tough in, like, if the Warriors move up in the standings, I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't know if they're going to move high enough by all-star break to be able to command three all-stars, right? So at most, they would maybe get two. And I don't know if that's Wiggins 
or if it's who's the only other person who could potentially be in contention, Dre, but he would have to also be in the DPOY conversation, right? Like his his game stats aren't going to be enough to do it. Right. I mean, his his stats are essentially the same as they have been for like the last few years. So, but I he mean, was if, they, if they go on a run, conversation. Right. And if they go on a run where they're just completely locking teams down and there's stats that pop up and say, ever since this day to this day, the Warriors have the number one defense, you know, something like that pops up, then I think Drake can, you know, kind of make a case. Or if Clay continues on the tear that he's been going on and he's, his his numbers shoot up. You, you never know. Maybe he can get into the conversation as well. Clay's uh, gonna be harder though because he's a guard. He, started. he is a guard too. Yeah. And like you have someone like Darren Fox, who's certain to make his first All Star game this year. I mean, there's just not enough spots. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Definitely gonna be tough for Clay. I mean, Steph and John Luca are locks. The yep. end is probably going to get in. Shea's probably going to get in. Uh, and there'll probably there'll be one more spot. I'm, I know I'm forgetting somebody that's probably going to get in. Dame. Yeah, and their number. Well, Dame is hurt though right now, right? And he's kind of like. Yeah. I just think their numbers, even with Clay start, I just think their numbers compared to his, especially because they're all those guys are like number one options for their teams. They're just going to be astronomical, like stats in comparison to clay like for that to happen like the warriors have to have the number one record and be like dominating everyone but like because that's usually what pushed them over i mean they'll get the votes but it's just like they're dominating they're top of the the west they're top of the league they should have two all-stars or three all-stars like that was what gave them the extra case um Mm -hmm. but i don't i don't know that they'll have that and then when you couple that with you know um Clay having the slow start, you know, um, but we'll see. I mean, last year, Wiggs got more votes than Draymond. So something to watch again for this year. Yeah. And, and maybe they put Clay as a guard and as a forward this year too. So you never know. Yeah. So, I mean, so, but you're in agreement that Andrew Wiggins should be an all-star. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't even think. I mean, who were the front court players that that are for sure going to make it? You know, LeBron's been injured. The Lakers also suck. So even though AD's been amazing the last few days, we'll have a year that the Heat actually won't make it. Who LeBron? I mean, he's going to still have fans that vote for him, but yeah, he's going to get voted in as a starter. But do you think because the media? And player vote. I mean, you can't ever, the players don't really ever vote seriously, but I don't know. That's interesting with LeBron. If like, he'll still make it. That's going to be interesting to see. I mean, like, like if he really doesn't play for a much longer time, like if he comes back and he starts playing fine, but like, what if he doesn't? Yeah. If he doesn't, that's going to be weird. But I do think ultimately his brand is so crazy. You know what I mean? And, like, it's, it's his brand and Steph's brand and everybody else's afterwards. So, like, I, I can't see – I can't imagine him not competing for first in votes, let alone, you know, being a being voted in as a starter by the fans. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless he just – he's hurt and he's, like, just out, like he can't play in the game. 
Um, I just I just can't see him not being voted in. Yeah, but he probably shouldn't be. That's interesting. I mean, Kawhi is back to like this thing again, so he probably won't. Yeah, Paul not- George didn't play tonight, but I don't I don't know what's going on with him. Like if he's when he's playing, he's playing well, but I just don't <laughs> I don't know if right. he's gonna be playing or not. Exactly. Um the Pelicans guys, I'm not sure. I mean, they're they're having a good season, but I don't know if it, if they're like standing out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, was Zion is like I think what twenty two, and he's he's shooting over fifty percent from the field. He's averaging twenty two, and I forget what the others are. Um, probably like seven rebounds, six rebounds or something. Yeah, Ingram has been hurt a little bit. Um. The, the the Timberwolves are not they're struggling this year so I don't know that cat mm-hmm. is like really standing out for people or the Frenchman um yeah I mean I guess it's going to be interesting I mean cat cat's kind of building this case back up but yeah it's it's just a lot of mix and there's just a lot of people in the mix nobody's really standing out right now yeah, I mean, Jokic so. is going to be a lock, right? We know that. See, that's the thing. Like, normally you would just say Braun is going to be a lock, but I'm I'm not sure right now. Um, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is having this monster season, but to me there's no way you can give the Lakers two players when they're at the bottom of the standings. So I, I don't know how you work that out. Yeah, I mean, imagine the Kings stay hot too. Do they just get De'Aaron? Probably, but I don't know. <laughs> all right, so yeah, we're let's keep yeah. talking awards because all right, we're doing this like early look at like all star, but the MVP race it's sort of early, but I think it's time that we can start talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. so tonight we saw like a battle between two MVP candidates, I think with Luca and, um, and Tatum. But to me, I'm going to give the better form performance to Tatum, even though Luca had like what 40 something and his crazy stats that he always does, but his team did not win. Tatum. Did. They weren't even in the game. His team wasn't even in the game. Exactly. Tatum's team got the win. He had the block on Luca to to seal up the game nicely. He had like 37. Um, he's just been great though all season. And I think I tweeted like I want him to like be talked about more. And you mentioned that he's number two on NBA.com. But I like, at least from what I see, I just feel like people who vote, it's like still a lot of like Luca, Luca, Luca. I'm like, Luca. I mean, Luca, every year we do this thing with Luca. It goes until, like, I don't know, mid-season, late season. We all talk about potentially him for MVP. And I'm just like, bro, like, come on. Like, to me, clearly, because, yo, they don't be winning. Sometimes they'll have a losing record. And I'm like, what is it about this guy that every season y'all come in and tell me he's going to win MVP? And then because he's putting up crazy numbers, even if his team is having a losing record, even sometimes when his percentages and he's not even shooting that well, y'all keep saying Luca, 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 right? Everyone (laughs) else for the most part, like, I just, I didn't understand that. I still don't. So I think it should be Tatum 
and probably Giannis at the top of the, the conversation. Um, but for, for, for um, team record, to me, Steph should be leading it. But they, you know, we got to get the team record back up, right? But I, I do think Steph can assert himself into that conversation for real, for real. Um, so to me, he's like kind of just under them. Um, mm -hmm. And then I guess Luca, but I just, I, I don't think the Mavs are going anywhere this year. So I don't, <laughs> I don't understand like why people keep talking about them. Cause it's not like, it's not like the years when Harden was putting up those crazy stats, but like his teams were also getting wins because of it. Right. And I feel like that's sort of the difference. Like, I don't, like people are like, if it wasn't even for Luca, like they would have no chance, but they're also not winning. Like at like a, a rate, like, it's not like with Jokic either, right? Like when like his team was winning <laughs> as a direct result of what he was doing. I don't, maybe I'm wrong. Do you think I'm looking at it wrong? No, no. I mean, it, we, we do this every year with, with Luca just because he's obviously an incredible uh, individual talent. Uh, especially what he does on the offensive end and people are drawn to that and people are just kind of like waiting for him. Um, not necessarily waiting for him, but they're, they're trying to, you know, elevate him to a certain status already as a player just because of the things that he can do. But, you know, he's, he's won a lot of games. He's got to West conference finals, but he's clearly hasn't taken that step in as far as winning to, you know, beat, legitimate like teams you know what i mean against the warriors they got smoked essentially they 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 lost in five games it wasn't really close um they had a few moments where they could have you know stolen a game here or there but you can see they clearly were outclassed right um and in the regular season again he puts up regular he puts up amazing numbers but his teammates don't look as great um and that's and it could be that he don't he doesn't have a tremendous amount of talent next to him as well as it, it could be both but it's just he hasn't put in it. He hasn't put it all together um, yet. But people just kind of his numbers are crazy. We got to put him there. MVP this, MVP that. He's averaging this and that. It's like all right, those things are cool. But you you play against the Celtics and you get smoked. Like the game's not even close. And that's what I was gonna say. In fairness to Luca, because people think I'm sometimes harsh on Luca. Um, is it just that like he hasn't had the talent around him or are there things he can change to his game? Because I mean, I've seen even Mavericks fans and supporters like kind of talk about like his stat padding or like chasing a little bit, like you've seen it this mm -hmm. year, right? And so like, yeah, you're getting these numbers, but you know. Right, it's it's both, I think. Um, I think they they're, the Mavericks are definitely feeling uh, the absence of Jalen Brunson, you know, especially when you try to put Luca a little bit off the ball and have other guys be able to create something and essentially out of nothing because he doesn't move, he doesn't have the ball in his hands, and they're kind of they're leaning on Dinwiddie and Christian Wood to to do that, and they're just not the level of creator or score to be able to do that efficiently and for it to be sustainable offense. Um, and then obviously on the defensive end of the ball, Luca leaves a lot to be desired. I think he's probably worse defensively this year than he was last year. And, you know, last year was his best defensive season, probably. And he still wasn't great individually. Like, as a team, they were good. They were decent. But he himself, he's a liability on that end. It's obvious, right? He, 
can't really provide any um, point of attack or any type of wing defense to stay in front of people. And he's obviously not a rim protector, so he just kind of got to be hidden all the time. And his offensive load has increased this year because of the absence of Jalen Brunson. So his defensive, whatever he's going to give you in defense, is is gone down as well. So it, it's it's just tough. It's just tough. There's, he's definitely lacking in talent around him, but he also doesn't. There's some things to his game that he can add that would, you know, help close that gap a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I won't say any more on Luca because I don't want to be accused of being too too difficult. And you know, it's vibe. Yeah. We're having vibes tonight, so I don't want to ruin that. But yeah, I don't really take him seriously, honestly, as a candidate. Um, and I, I'm still sort of annoyed that, like, he made first team over Steph. I mean, some people last year, people say it should have been him and Steph. And, you know, like, I'm one of those people who believe that you do factor in team record on some level. So I was fine with Booker getting it. I thought it should have been Booker and Steph, right? And I think Steph was penalized for basically getting hurt at the end of the season because that's when Luca kind of turned it on and was doing all this stuff. So people were like, oh, he's a lock. But like what Steph did at the beginning of the season was forgotten, right? And at the beginning of the season, Luca wasn't performing that well. Number of games, they all played like, I think they were all like within one game of each other. So number of games wasn't like a big distinction. So that also annoyed me. So I don't want to see no mm. shit this year. <laughs> Like, barring injuries, Steph needs to, like, have his rightful place as first team. Like, any year to me, Steph is not first team. And and it's not due to, like, him missing games because of, like, just being out a lot. I I look at that, like, shady. Just like the year when, like, him yeah. and Katie were second team that first year together. It's just, like, ridiculous. They both should have been first team. I mean, Katie did get injured, but still, like, it's just ridiculous. Steph and Katie were on the same team. They won lost one game in the playoffs and they were both second team. Like, come on, just silliness. Yeah. Yeah. That was a weird season. I mean, Katie got hurt. I think the the people that won first team over them were all MVP candidates, but I do think Steph should have been an MVP candidate that year. Right. Uh, what, what was it? it was like, it was like Russ, was Harden, sick. Kawhi. He was Yeah, sick. that was crazy. After IT, especially when like Kevin Durant went down and they went on that crazy run. And like, yeah. I never believed that Rush should have been an MVP candidate. So, but whatever, we don't need to rehash that. Who would be your early MVP candidate list right now in the order? Uh, I'll probably put Tatum first. I would probably put Giannis second. Um, and then from there, Steph third, Luca fourth. And I don't know if I really have a fifth right now because it's a lot of weird teams like near the MB? top. MB kind of started out slow, but he's definitely getting there. So I, I, I can probably give it to MB, but I mean, Philly's ninth. I mean, I guess the Warriors are right there with them as far as record. So if I have Steph up there, then I got to have MB, right? But the difference is Steph has been good all like from the beginning of the season. Steph has been unreal from the beginning. Um, I guess Donovan Mitchell, maybe. Could be in that fifth spot. Yeah, the fifth spot is just other. It's just those four and then other, really. Yeah, I mean, I think as the season goes on, I mean, obviously things can change, but I think it's going to turn into a battle between Tatum, Steph, and um, Giannis. Yeah, I agree. 
hopefully that's what it what happens because that would mean the Warriors have jumped up in the standings and it's a matter of you know preference at that point you know because the Celtics and the Bucks I think are going to stay near the top of the standings for the entire season the Warriors get up there kind of next to them and then it becomes a any man's game at that point part of part of his narrative can be like as long as he's playing well like you know part of him playing well is like what helped get them to like the I don't know. Um, obviously, there will be a lot of things that turned it around, but like they kind of need, I think they need to get to top three. I mean, I would love it if they could get higher, but three is probably like ambitious at this point, but yeah, I don't know. You don't think so? No, they're only two and a half games away from third right now. Okay. So they can yeah. essentially they can win two or three games in a row and be like third or fourth. Really. Yeah, they also need to have like a, a, a little win streak. So we need that. Yeah. So okay. All right, Justin. This has been fun. As always, guys, we'll be back after the Utah Jazz game as the next game. Um, but if you celebrate this holiday that's coming up, if you just spend time with family, whatever you do, be safe. Have fun with your families. Am I missing anything, Justin? Nah, eat some good food. Um, don't be putting anything crazy in your mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know who you're talking to when you say that, but okay. <laughs> For me, I don't know if it's the same for you, but like, like I was on Brother from Another earlier, and um, Michael Holly asked if we do anything like, like crazy or like things like for Thanksgiving, and I said, well, you know, like I don't think it's crazy, but we don't really eat traditional, you know, Thanksgiving food. I was like, because my family's Jamaican, so like it's like oxtail curry jerk like mm -hmm. we have like jamaican food <laughs> mm -hmm. you know like yeah. there's a handful of things like my mom like we'll do some like candy dm stuffing we we do mac and cheese but outside of that like the sweet potato pie, but like, all of our like meats like you know the protein like that's none of that is like you ain't getting no turkey over here you ain't right. getting none of that stuff so but that's what it is in my household what about yours it's oh, my dad's jamaican my mom's American, so like we get both essentially. Both? Like my okay. dad, yeah, my dad will make like a few Jamaican dishes, and my mom will make the other okay. stuff, and that's the both worlds. So lucky you, lucky you. Right. Like as long as we yeah. all eat some good food, we good, we good over here. So guys, you know the drill: subscribe, download, follow Golden Spaces Pod Instagram, Twitter. We appreciate all the love so far. Um, email us, give us some feedback. You can also leave reviews when you um, give a review. You can give us feedback there and send us some questions for the mailbag, gswspaces at gmail.com. Take care. Until next time, you're tuned into Golden Spaces with Nat and Justin. Have a happy holiday season and be safe.